Hello and welcome to this episode of the podcast. I hope you all had a wonderful Christmas. Um, I'm recording this on Boxing Day after having gotten back from my parents' house. So yeah, I hope you all had a wonderful time, where, whoever you spent it with or wherever you spent it. And whatever you end up doing in the interim, in this weird kind of limbo time between Christmas and New Year, hope you have a great time, whether you are going back to work or whether you were sensible enough, like myself, to book that off of work. Um, whatever you're doing, I hope you're having a great time. In this episode, I wanted to talk about a few things, a few lessons learned in 2023. And I wanted to get this out in time for the new year, as I think these are useful lessons that we can all take moving into 2024. They are a mixed bag. Some of them are lessons that I have personally learned from not only working with business mentors, but also my coach, and also just in life in general, but also lessons that I have learned working with more clients and lessons that my clients have sort of either taught me or that they have learned which I've then taken inspiration from. And I really like this because one of the reasons why I love coaching is because there's that kind of two-way street. You know, you you go in, generally people go in with the idea of, oh, if you're working with a coach or a mentor, that you're learning off of them. But because of the way that you tend to interact, because it's always about a conversation, then the coach and mentor themselves can quite often learn things off of the client or the other person. And yeah, these things are kind of a culmination of just notes that I've written and things that I think are super useful, especially when it comes to our health and fitness, but can also be applied to other areas of our life. So without further ado, I'm going to dive into this because I want to get the information out to you and stop rambling so much. But yeah, the first one is frequently suboptimal beats occasionally optimal. And this is basically just another way of talking about imperfect action, which is what I've spoken about many times before, and getting away from this idea or this pressure of having to be perfect. Because what matters most when it comes to seeing results in any field or getting better at any skill is repetition and consistency. And consistency doesn't mean consistently amazing. It just means consistently putting in some effort, right? And so many people beat themselves up because they're unable to be perfect and they're unable to, you know, sometimes maybe they have a day where they can make some effort, but they can't be, they can't make as much effort as maybe they have done. They can't be as good as they have done. This often tends to lead people to beating themselves up, feeling like they failed and then, you know, falling off or giving up completely. Or the pressure of being so perfect and having to, you know, thinking that they have to do a lot is or means that they don't end up even starting or doing anything in the first place. But where frequently suboptimal beats occasionally optimal comes in is it helps to clarify this idea that it's always just better to do something. And a good way of putting this is by looking at it in terms of a week, right? So say if suboptimal gets you 80% and being optimal gets you 100 but by being suboptimal, you're able to do that every day. Whereas if you were to try and be optimal, you could only do it four days of the week. 
in which scenario do you think you're going to see better results, right? If you took two people, one person who is doing everything perfectly, but will only do things when they can be optimal versus someone who acts no matter how suboptimally they can perform, but they do it every day. Who do you think is going to see better results? And I think it's just understanding that. And I think a lot of people struggle with it because they feel that they need to be perfect in order to get the results that they want. Whereas actually, it's just not necessary. And again, you can apply this to any skill or any part of your life, anything that you want to develop. I think a lot of the time we put these things off and we don't try and do them because we use this idea or this excuse of perfectionism to not bother, right, as a sort of defense mechanism. So reminding myself that frequently suboptimal beats just occasionally optimal kind of gives me a window. It gives me a breath that allows me to relax and just do something. A key example of this is meditation. Meditation is something that I've been wanting to get better at and do more frequently, but I keep putting off for some reason. And I think one part of that is because occasionally I'll be able to do a full 15 or 20 minutes and that's great but then when I'm unable to do that long my brain uses that as an excuse to not bother so by lowering the barrier to entry and by saying hey look if you can only do five minutes that still counts that's still great I've definitely been able to improve my frequency which at the end of the day allows me to improve my frequency of practicing that skill and that's the best way that I can get across your health and fitness to people is that it is a skill that you develop with practice, just like playing the guitar, just like practicing a language. And the more you're able to practice it, even in small amounts, the quicker you will get better at it. And so therefore, the quicker you will see results. So lesson number two, if you're not getting the results you want with something, it's because you're not doing something simple frequently enough not because you're missing something special. Now, this can often be a bitter pill to swallow, for myself included, and this is something that I need to remind myself of quite frequently. In every case, whether this be business or health and fitness or, again, learning a skill, if you are not seeing the results that you want, it's typically because there is a fundamental key point that you are not doing frequently enough and on a consistent enough basis to see the result that you want. And the reason for this is because most things that require a result or most things where you, you want to see a result typically have a set of foundational behaviors that you need to partake in or that you need to do or execute in order to push the needle forward, in order to see results. So taking a typical example of fat loss, right? There's nothing magical that produces fat loss. Fat loss occurs because you put your body in a slight caloric deficit, etc., etc. Now, the reasons behind why you're not engaging in those behaviors can be complex. However, it's not because you're metabolism is up the fritz. It's not because you're not monitoring your blood glucose levels. It's not because you have bad genetics. It's not because you do steady state cardio instead of hit cardio. It's not because you haven't chosen the rep, the right rep range. You get 
my meaning. It's because you are not adhering to the set of foundational principles that your body requires in order to achieve that result. Same thing with if you're not seeing strength gain or muscle gain, right? Don't think that you haven't found the special secret source when it comes to exercise selection. It's much more likely that you are not pushing your sets hard enough or you are not progressing on the key fundamental exercises that will give you the majority of your results. And this is important because if you keep thinking that you're missing something special, then you will do the worst thing for you and for your results, which is you'll keep hopping, you'll keep jumping from thing to thing, you'll get shiny object syndrome, which means that you'll keep changing your exercise selection too frequently, or you'll keep fiddling with rep ranges instead of just trying to get stronger and trying to increase the amount of sets and reps you do on the exercises that have been proven to work. And you can guarantee that if you keep doing this, if you keep jumping from thing to thing, then that is a recipe to not see results. So again, it's one of those ones to just check yourself on. If I am not seeing the result that I want, if I look at the data and my frequency of habits and the things that I'm doing, am I doing the key things frequently enough to get that result? If not, then I need to work on being able to do them more frequently. And that's where the exploration comes in, right? Finding out why you're having trouble doing the things that you need to do on a regular basis. Because I can assure you that the results that you want, especially with your health and fitness, come down to doing the same mundane things day in and day out consistently for a decent length of time, not because you're missing some special secret that some influencer is trying to sell you. So point number three is an interesting one. It was one that I heard on a podcast and it's why it's just a way of a different way of approaching things. If you are struggling to do or to think of the actions that you need in order to get to where you want to be, think of the opposite result. Think of the things that you would need to do in order to achieve the opposite of what you're looking for. Think of the top three or four things and then invert those. So to clarify as an example, more of us would know what we would do in order to feel like shit, right? You would eat nothing but junk food, sleep five hours a night, never move, never exercise, all of those sorts of things. All you need to do is think of the biggest three or four that would make you feel like crap, invert them, and there you've got the biggest wins or the lowest hanging fruit, as Sophie would say, in order to achieve what you actually want to achieve. So to feel better and then focus on those. So using the example just given, you would probably focus on getting a decent quality and a decent amount of sleep. You'd start moving a little bit more, chuck in some exercise to your week and yeah, not eat crap all the time, right? Pretty simple. It's just a really nice way of clarifying things when we have an abundance of information and we don't know where to start. Maybe we're a little bit confused or we even lack the knowledge of how to achieve the thing that we want to achieve. But we know what we would need to do in order to achieve the opposite. For me, sometimes just framing something in a slightly different way makes things really click and enables me to action the things that I need to action and I really like this one and it's a really short and sweet one but I really wanted to include it because 
again, sometimes it's not more knowledge that we need. It's just a different way of approaching things or a different way of thinking about things. And this is one of those that just just really clicked with me and really helped, again, clarify and solidify when I'm struggling. So I hope it helps you too. And point number four, the final point, and definitely my biggest one of this year, is to surround yourself with people or have people in your life who will push you into uncomfortable places or places where you feel uncomfortable, but who will also cheer you on from the sidelines whilst you're there. Now, obviously, I have to caveat this with it can't just be anything that's uncomfortable, right? Obviously, you know, if, if it's if it's a threat to your life or your livelihood or your safety, that's a different matter. But in those moments of growth, right, when it comes to developing as a person or developing your skills, and typically these can be coaches or mentors. They can also be friends, but a quick life hack and an easy way to find these people is to hire them, quite simply. The most growth that I have had, not only as a coach but as a human being, is when someone has either been kind enough to do it of their own accord or I have paid someone to do so. So for example, with my business mentors, those people who believe in you more than you believe in yourself because a lack of belief is probably one of the biggest things that we all suffer from, especially when it comes to changing our habits or trying to achieve certain goals. And this is just because all our brains really know and understand is what we currently experience. So your reality right now is the only thing really that you think is possible. We have a tendency to forget that other possible lives or other lifestyles exist and that they are possible. Whereas a coach or a mentor has a detached view from that. And they can see what you are capable of and they know what you are capable of more than you do yourself. And I can guarantee that if there is something that you want to achieve, especially in terms of a health and fitness goal, you are probably the one putting the barriers on that for some reason. And there are a lot of different reasons depending, can't go into because otherwise we'd be here forever. But a coach or a mentor understands that that is just a belief and that beliefs can change and that you can work on those but also understands that that's difficult right and that requires you going to a place where you feel uncomfortable and I've experienced this in two different roads and two different ways this year one again with my business mentors and also with someone else who has been personally mentoring me and has for want of a better phrase, put me into positions where I feel just a slight bit of discomfort. But it's because they know that that's where I will learn the most and grow the most. And it's from a place of love. And I think that when you work with a coach or a mentor who puts you into those positions and who just pushes you, just that right amount is always doing it from a place of love because they want to see you grow and they want to see you succeed. But again, they know that the only way that you can do that is if you start to experience discomfort and start to change how you perceive 
not only the world, but what you are capable of. And honestly, if you have anyone in your life that you can relate that to, and that you know will push you to do things that you are unsure about or that you are anxious about, but that you know that as you're doing that thing will stand there and cheer you on from the sidelines, then honestly, it's the the best gift that you can receive. And it can be tough. It can be frustrating at times. But again, if that person is there to support you, it's just the it's just the best thing. And a cheat code for this, again, is to hire a coach or a mentor. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> but it's just the best and most beneficial part of hiring someone, you know, paying for someone's services is that detached, non-emotional view and who can see what you are truly capable of and wants you to see that and wants you to achieve that and wants to see you succeed and also will help you along the way, right? So I would highly recommend just pulling the trigger, getting a coach or a mentor that you trust because that's the that's the key thing. If you trust someone, you're much more likely to want to converse with them and talk and work through problems and issues with them. And honestly, your results and your progress will absolutely skyrocket. And just on that note, because I would obviously be stupid not to use that as a wonderful way to segue, but in the new year, I will be taking on new clients. And if you need help with any of this and you want someone who is on your side and you want someone to help you work through your fitness and nutrition in a way that will stay with you for the rest of your life rather than just a temporary thing, then please feel free to reach out. Or if you even just want to chat, then please feel free to chuck me a message either on here or Instagram, which is rob.ftafitness or via email. Any way you want to reach out is fine by me. Um, but please do it because honestly, it can be life changing with anyone, not just me, you know, not that I'm biased or anything. <laughs> so I hope you found that useful. I hope you found those little nuggets of information useful. I hope they start to percolate and help you just reflect, right? I know that not every lesson will resonate with everyone, but I think that it's really useful to share these things so that you can start reflecting and see if they apply to any areas of your life, um, maybe all to your health and fitness, maybe to some other areas. But yeah, hope you found it useful. And I hope you have a, an amazing new year. I hope you have a wonderful time, whoever you're spending it with, whatever you're doing. And I look forward to seeing you and speaking to you all in 2024. Take care.